Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. Amen? Good morning, Mount Calvary Nation. Good morning to our virtual worshipers. We are so happy that you have decided to worship with us today. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Man. Um, Let us stand for the reading of God's word. I'm going to come from the book of Psalm. 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me. He heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamped round about them that fear him and delivered them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the name that trusts in him. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, we come just to say thank you, God. We thank you for your grace and your mercy, God. God, we come with praise on our lips and thanksgiving in our heart. Father God, we thank that you we thank you that you have kept us, God, protected us, God, provided for us, God. God, you have healed us, God. You have been the source of everything that we need, God. So right now we come into your presence, God, just to give you glory, God, to honor you, God, to magnify your name, God. You are worthy to be praised, God, and we just thank you, God. Father God, we ask you to bless our pastor today, God, as he brings the word, God. Oh, Father God, let lives be transformed through your word, God. Let anyone in the sound of my voice that hasn't been saved, God, let them accept you today day is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Oh, Father God, we just thank you, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's pray our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, come let us worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Hallelujah. Come on, did you come to worship him today? Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. We praise God for you. Amen. Let's give it up for our fathers. Hallelujah. Now, come on. Praise the name of Jesus. Give our Father God praise. Hallelujah. He deserves all the praise and glory. If you're at home or wherever you are, come on, give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We magnify you, Jesus. You're a beautiful God. You're an awesome God. You're a wonderful Savior. You're our mighty God. You're a wonderful counselor. Hallelujah. Can you just lift up your hands for a moment? Just open up your mouth and tell him how much you love him. Hallelujah. 
together and we'll sing holy holy is the lord god come on who was and is hallelujah come on say and we'll sing holy 
Oh, 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 oh,
Just something to tell him thank you. What an, what an awesome God he is. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. You may be seated. What a wonderful Savior we serve. He is so good to us. He has allowed us to get safely. He has brought us, pardon me, safely through another week. And to see the start of a new one. We're grateful just to be here. Grateful just to be here. Thank you, sir. Uh, let me make a few observations, and, uh, and we will continue on in our worship next Sunday uh, at 5 o'clock. Don't forget that we are going to worship with the Gateway Cathedral Church of God in Christ. Uh, we are going in celebration of Pastor Scarce, uh, his, I think it's 11th pastoral uh, anniversary and Founders Day there at the Gateway Cathedral at 5501 Olive Road. Uh, since we were last there, they have completed the sanctuary renovation, and, uh, and God is doing great things in the Gateway family. That's next Sunday at 5 o'clock. We do have a card of thanks from 
um, the Jones and Carmichael families, who thanks us for our love and support uh, that they have that we have given to the family uh, during Miss Estelle's homegoing. Uh, Brother Sandifer wants to thank all of us, Mount Calvary family. Thank you for your prayers. Uh, his mom uh, went home from the hospital this week, uh, and he thanks us for our prayers and support. Um, also, to the men who came out this past Thursday uh, for the campus cleanup, thank you for, uh, for lending your time. Um, this Saturday, we'll finish it up. This coming Saturday from 7.30 a.m. to 12 noon, uh, bring your enthusiasm, your energy, and if available, a yard rake, a leaf blower, a weed eater, a continental breakfast, and a light lunch will be served. Um, if you have any questions about it, you can contact Deacon Harvey Wortham at 937-623-8336 or Deacon Myron Sandifer at 937-248-3103. All men and young men, we definitely need you because next Sunday morning our service is out on the parking lot and we, we want to make sure uh, everything is right before Sunday morning. Uh, next Sunday, there's a lot going on, so we'll have service on the parking lot, and then right after service, um, new members, those who have joined. Uh, Miss Kim, how far back are we going? All of 2020? All right, so January 2020 through uh, June of 2021, if you are a new member, you are invited. Uh, usually we do dinner with Pastor. This this time we're doing cookout with Pastor Sam and Lady C and the church leadership uh, next Sunday right after service. Um, they don't have to bring anything but themselves, right? All right, everything will be provided. Uh, come and meet the church leadership next Sunday right after service. Good. I think we are good. Let me see. Uh, we do have a baby blessing. Let me see. Minister Tara, can you come help me? And this will be a little different because of the situation we're in. I'll come down there. Only, uh, only the baby and the parents come up. Everybody, all the other, come on down, Grandma, though. You can come sit with the family. Parker what? She got a middle name? Parker Jordan Harris. All right, Parker Jordan Harris. <laughs> That's all good. Listen, I'm not going to contaminate y'all or your baby. How about that? Okay. She said, That's perfect. Don't touch my baby.
Children are always and without exception a gift from God. And it is only appropriate that we would offer back to God the children that he has given to us. There are a couple of scriptures I want to reference. First of all, I'm going to step away a little bit so everybody can understand me. All right. Mark chapter 10, starting at verse 13. And they brought young children to him that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them up in his arms and put his hands upon them and blessed them. Psalm 103, verse 17 and 18 says this, The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto thy children's children to such as keep his covenant and to those that remember his commandments to do them. May we bow our heads in prayer. Dear God, we present to thee this child as a gift from these parents who in gratitude, having received her from thee, now give her back to thee. We are mindful this day how that Jesus called the little ones as lambs to his fold and placed his hands of blessing on them. We know something of the cravings in the heart of a child. Its innocence is a cry for purity. Its weakness is a cry for strength. Its helplessness is a cry for protection. And its heart is a great plea for love. Grant that as she grows, she will grow in wisdom and thy favor. Preserve her when danger threatens the cessation of infancy and childhood. Undergird and strengthen her to accept you as her personal Savior. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Dearly beloved, you are privileged to witness the coming of these parents to dedicate their child to the gracious and loving care and keeping of God our Father and Christ our Savior. God grant that we who are gathered today in worship shall earnestly assume with these parents the responsibility for this child's Christian training inasmuch as all of us shall exercise influence upon the child in some way. If you, the members of this church and community, are willing to do so, we ask you to pray for this child that she might be led in her years of personal accountability to hate that which is evil and cling to that which is good. Parents, as you present your child for dedication to God, we ask you, are you willing to rededicate yourselves to the maintenance of a Christian home where Christ will be honored and the word of God held in reverence so that your child may of her own free choice confess her faith in our Lord Jesus Christ and accept him as her personal savior. If so, answer we do. Because you recognize the spiritual, physical, and moral responsibilities of parenthood, 
and your dependence upon God for strength and wisdom to faithfully discharge the duties of parents, do you now present your child in dedication to God, seeking divine blessing and guidance for her life? If so, answer, we do. And the full name of this child is Parker Jordan Harris. All right. Having heard the vows of these parents, we earnestly believe that they shall, by precept and example, using the many agencies of the church to train Parker in love toward God and in a knowledge of his son, Jesus Christ. And we therefore commend Parker to the gracious keeping of God. She will not remember this day. So as Christ's minister, I ask you, Dad, Mom, tell her about it. And the, praise, and the prayers made for her this day. Let us pray. Oh God, our Father, we praise and thank Thee for children, for their simple-mindedness, their spirit of wonder, their unexpectedness, their affection, their appreciation of beauty, fun, and the goodness of life, for the reverence of children among the roughest men and women, for the wise love of parents, and for homes where children grow up loving what is fair and good, we thank thee. Let thy blessings be upon this child and guide these parents, we pray, by thy light and thy truth that they may perform their duty toward this child. May they not become discouraged or careless in a task which sometimes seems too hard for them alone. Grant counsel to these parents as they shall seek to train and teach this child in the ways of the Lord and how to be productive in life. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Let's praise God for Parker Jordan Harris. God bless you. We're going back to Acts chapter 19 today. And you can get that ready. The choir is going to come and lead us further in worship and then we'll get into our study for today. Acts chapter 19.
this season, how I trust you, we give you glory. Wow, and we bless. Just lift your hands up to him and tell him, I bless you, Lord. Come on, if you're able, just tell him how you feel about him. Tell him how you feel about him. Who has he been to you? What has he done for you? Out of a grateful heart, just let your let let what's on the inside flow to the outside and we give you glory. We bless you. We give you glory. And we bless you. Hallelujah to Jesus. What a wonderful Savior we serve. get this. Miss Tara, would you pass me that folder right there? What a wonderful Savior. Wonderful Savior. Thank you. I see Miss KK out there. Um, Kalila Forte, I've got your church membership certificate. You have successfully completed. Is Keith Trammell here? Keith, how about Tanya? I'm saying it wrong. Tania Tramiel. I got it. Thank you. LaDonna Turpin, are you here? All right. Uh, Miss KK, I will meet you at the back door after service and give you your uh, certificate from my glove-covered hands. Right, God bless you. Our God is awesome, period. He is awesome. He is awesome. And uh, 
we choose to bless him. We choose to bless him. Happy Father's Day to, uh, to all of those who are fathers. Thank you. Um, and I'm praying for you, those who are, uh, who are grieving or mourning. Um, I am praying for you, um, not just who have lost fathers recently, but uh, sometimes that feeling of loss is not so hard, is not so easy to, uh, to get past. I was telling Minister Tara, uh, last year was the first Father's Day that, uh, since my dad went home that, uh, that I actually got out of the bed to preach. And, uh, and this still feels weird, but uh, we praise God for fathers and we praise God for the comfort of the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> Some good dads in here. Acts chapter 19. We're going to start at verse 21 today. And I don't think I'll be before you long. Probably won't even work up a sweat. Acts chapter 19 beginning at verse 21. After all this had happened, I'm reading from the New International Version of Scripture. Paul decided to go to Jerusalem, passing through Macedonia and Achaia. After I have been there, he said, I must visit Rome also. He sent two of his helpers, Timothy and Erastus, to Macedonia while he stayed in the province of Asia a little longer. About that time, there arose a great disturbance about the way. A silversmith named Demetrius, who made silver shrines of Artemis, brought in a lot of business for the craftsmen there. He called them together along with the workers in related trades and said, You know, my friends, that we receive a good income from this business. And you see and hear how this fellow Paul has convinced and led astray large numbers of people here in Ephesus and in practically the whole province of Asia. He says that gods made by human hands are no gods at all. There is danger not only that our trade will lose its good name, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be discredited, and the goddess herself who is worshipped throughout the province of Asia and the world will be robbed of her divine majesty. When they heard this, they were furious and began shouting, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! Soon the whole city was in an uproar. The people seized Gaius and Aristarchus, Paul's traveling companions from Macedonia, and all of them rushed into the theater together. Paul wanted to appear before the crowd, but the disciples would not let him. Even some of the officials of the province, friends of Paul's, sent him a message begging him not to venture into the theater. The assembly was in confusion. Some were shouting one thing, some another. Most of the people did not even know why they were there. The Jews in the crowd pushed Alexander to the front and they shouted instructions to him. He motioned for silence in order to make a defense before the people. But when they realized he was a Jew, they all shouted in unison for about two hours. Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. 
The city clerk quieted the crowd and said, Fellow Ephesians, doesn't all the world know that the city of Ephesus is the guardian of the temple of the great Artemis and of her image which fell from heaven? Therefore, since these facts are undeniable, you ought to calm down and not do anything rash. You have brought these men here, though they have neither robbed temples nor blasphemed our goddess. If then Demetrius and his fellow craftsmen have a grievance against anybody, the courts are open and there are proconsuls. They can press charges. If there's anything further you want to bring up, it must be settled in a legal assembly. As it is, we are in danger of being charged with rioting because of what happened today. In that case, we would not be able to account for this commotion since there is no reason for it. After he said this, he dismissed the assembly. Verses 21 through 41 of Acts chapter 19. You may be seated. I usually don't read such a long passage of scripture, but I figured the scripture itself could tell the story better than I. Saints, we have been studying in the book of Acts for over a year now, and we have come to this passage. Uh, Miss Rochelle, I'm glad to see you. She had heart surgery this past week, but God kept her. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We've been studying in the book of Acts for a little over a year. We've come to chapter 19, which tells a little about the ministry of Paul on his journey. And there are some characteristics about the ministry of Paul and by extension, the ministry of the early church that I believe we would be wise to learn and heed. We were back in chapter 4 of Acts when I preached a sermon called Good Trouble. Because one of the differences that I see between the early church and the church of today is that the early church apparently did not mind stirring up some trouble in the name of Jesus. There is a stark difference between them and us. The early church wasn't looking to make friends with the world. They weren't looking to satisfy everybody so they could keep some grant dollars. The early church was not looking for a photo op. Their primary concern was spreading the truth of the word of God at the risk of popularity, at the risk of ridicule, often even at the risk of imprisonment or death, they stuck with the truth. And that's really what I want to preach about for just a few minutes and then we can go and enjoy our Father's Day and Juneteenth celebrations and all that. I want to preach from this subject, the truth about the truth. The truth about the truth. Brother Sean, uh, can we find a middle ground between uh, where the temperature was and where it is now? Awesome. Thank you, sir. Paul went about teaching and preaching and demonstrating the truth of God's word. And as he did that, 
There were some who accepted it. But I've got news for you. He was not accepted by everybody. He was not loved by everybody. He was not celebrated by everybody. Because sometimes, saints, the truth isn't all warm and fuzzy. Sometimes the truth can be difficult to hear. Especially when it messes with well-established systems that are already in place. And I want to serve notice this morning, saints, if I can borrow from one of our deacons who has gone home to be with the Lord, his name was W. Arnton Veal. And sometimes while my dad was preaching, he would blurt out, stick with the truth, Pastor Winston. And saints, we need to understand that no matter what, we must continue to stick with the truth of God's word which will not always bring us into popularity let's take a look at the truth about the truth as demonstrated through Paul's ministry in Ephesus very quickly here's the first point their ministry was first of all disturbing and the truth, brothers and sisters, is sometimes disturbing. It's in verse 23, there arose a great disturbance about the way. King James, King James Version said, there arose no small stir about the way. The way, uh, we've seen before that the Christians during this time, the believers on Jesus Christ in the early days of the church, they were referred to as the way. And according to this passage of scripture, the ministry being carried out here by the disciples of Jesus Christ, the followers of the way was a disturbing ministry. It caused a commotion. It stirred things up. It raised a stink. It upset some things. Let me show you because it's in the text. There was a silversmith named Demetrius and he would make silver shrines to the, guard, to the goddess Artemis, also known as Diana. If you have the King James Version, it says Diana. Artemis, Diana, same, uh, same goddess that they're talking about. She was said to be the goddess of the wilderness and wild animals, the moon and of chastity. She was said to be the protector of young girls. And there was a temple to Artemis in Ephesus that was so grand that it was considered one of of the seven wonders of the ancient world and the Bible says that Demetrius the silversmith was bringing great gain not only to himself but also he partnered with some tradesmen and they were profiting from the worship of Diana or Artemis but one day Demetrius calls these craftsmen together and he says look you guys y'all know that we make a lot of money from this business and you also see that this man Paul is messing that up he is convincing people he's convincing large numbers of people in Ephesus and throughout the province that gods made by human hands are no gods at all. And we can see in this statement alone that Paul's ministry is disturbing. First of all, it disturbs the current financial structure. 
Demetrius and his business profit, uh, business partners have been profiting from the people who are in Ephesus and who are coming into Ephesus from all over to worship at the temple of Artemis or Diana. Their livelihood depends on people worshiping this God made by human hands. Their income is tied to people's bondage. Their business, their support, their means of feeding their family, their source of wealth is directly linked to what people spend on these shrines to Diana and Artemis. And when Paul comes through preaching Jesus, convincing people of their need for a savior, snatching people from the darkness of idol worship, delivering people from the bondage of worshiping false gods, they stop spending their money on this junk and the financial system is disturbed. But not only is the disturbance financial, but the disturbance is spiritual. In Paul's day, these Ephesians were wrapped up in all kinds of spiritual darkness. Besides the cult to Diana or Artemis, there's evidence of various mystery religions. Uh, you got the practice of magic back in, in chapter 19 of, of, this, of this very, pardon me, in verse 19 of this very chapter, uh, you've got the worship of Egyptian gods, uh, Isis. You've got devotion to Agatha, Tyche, Aphrodite, Apollo, Athena, uh, Concord, Demeter, Dionysus, uh, Pan, Nemesis, Theos, Poseidon, Zeus, all these, uh, all these gods and several river deities. But Paul comes in preaching that there is not several gods, but there is only one God and he came to earth in the person of Jesus Christ. Paul comes preaching Jesus and Jesus alone. Paul comes preaching that forgiveness of sins is available through Jesus Christ alone. Paul comes healing in one name, Jesus Christ alone. Paul comes casting out devils in one name, Jesus Christ alone. Paul comes baptizing in one name, Jesus Christ alone. And as he preached, the Lord worked special miracles through Paul and people were convicted of their sins and convinced that Jesus Christ is the way and their eyes were opened and they woke up to the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Indeed, the very spiritual balance of the day, the very spiritual balance of the city of Ephesus was disturbed. And saints of the Most High God, I do just want to offer to you this morning that as the church of the living God, our ministry ought to disturb something our ministry ought to mess some stuff up it ought to cause some commotion the ministry of the church ought to agitate and annoy it ought to perturb and provoke somebody it ought to disrupt and distract it just should interrupt and irritate some stuff. It ought to unnerve and settle some things in our community. If everybody speaks well of the Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church, then we're not bothering somebody. Saints of God, 
real, authentic, powerful ministry will disrupt the financial systems that profit from our people remaining in bondage. Getting people saved, getting people free, ought to make a dent in some drug dealer's income, in some pornographer's income, in some human trafficker's income. I'm not trying to mess with anybody, but it ought to mess with the liquor store's income. That's why we've tried all kinds of programs. We have tried all kinds of campaigns trying to rid our community of these things. But I just wonder what would happen if the church would come out of our walls. If the people of God would spread the good news, the truth, and watch God confirm his word. If the church would make a financial disturbance. If we told the truth about tithing and giving, how many of these wicked, evil, payday lending institutions could we shut down? Not only a financial disturbance though, our presence ought to bring some kind of spiritual disturbance, some kind of spiritual disruption too. We ought to upset the spiritual balance in the community. The gospel of Jesus will do something about that foul spirit that lurks in the shadows of institutional racism and bigotry in this country. The gospel of Jesus will disturb the evil and territorial spirits that seem to hover over the Dayton community and so many other communities. Poverty and lack, misogyny and perversion Versions, that's what he's that's what he's called us to do to disrupt things to disturb something because it it doesn't make much sense for us to come in or log on and have good church and the enemy not care. Y'all remember back in the first chapters of the book of Acts? The believers of old, they kept getting in trouble. They kept getting called before the Sanhedrin council. They kept getting thrown in jail. Apparently, after the Holy Ghost fell even, and the, the, the church was uh, the born, born on the day of Pentecost that day, at least the leadership of these believers, they couldn't stay out of trouble. The early church got in trouble because they wouldn't let go of Jesus' name. They got in trouble because they wouldn't stop calling on his name. They got in trouble because they wouldn't leave his name out. They got in trouble because they stuck to who they were, and they stuck to the truth of of who they were and the modern church is getting in trouble for trying is trying is getting in trouble for trying to promote our own name <clears throat> but they held on to the truth of his name i know this is this is heavy that's why i'm gonna be short Paul's ministry and by, ex and by extension the ministry of the early church it was disturbing because the truth 
will disturb something. But not only that, this passage tells us that the truth was dangerous. The truth is dangerous. I'm still in the text, verse 27. Demetrius continues his speech. He says, there is danger. Not only that our trade will lose its good name, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be discredited and the goddess herself, who is worshipped throughout the province of Asia and the world, will be robbed of her divine majesty. Their ministry was dangerous. They were a danger to Demetrius and his business partners because they'd be put out of business. They were a danger to the very profitable temple of Diana and indeed to the goddess herself. NIV says that first of all, the trade would lose its good name. King James Version says to be set at naught. Literally, mean, literally means to be shown to be worthless. Exposed for the ripoff that it is. Secondly, that pagan temple would be discredited. That word in the original text literally means counted as nothing. And then finally, that the goddess Diana would be robbed of her divine majesty. You see, when their entire livelihood is based on a false notion, then all it takes, hear me, then all it takes is the truth to knock it down. Demetrius and his partners are living off of a lie. The truth is, all they're selling is worthless silver trinkets. The truth is, all the temple of Diana is, is a pretty building. The truth is, that if Diana can be robbed of her divine majesty, then she doesn't have much of it. And when Paul comes in with the truth, the lie is dismantled. And church, I've got news for us. The devil is still blinding people even to this day with lies. That's all he's got. He's still blinding the world with lies. Lies. Like uh, there are multiple ways to God. I know I'm, I've all, I just offended somebody right there. But I got to tell you, that's a lie. Because it's impossible to believe that Jesus and Buddha and Krishna and Muhammad are all equal ways to God if Jesus said himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Either he was lying or he's the truth. The devil is still blinding us with lies that the Bible is just a piece of historical literature that is not relevant in today's culture. I got news for you, that's a lie. Heaven and earth may pass away, but my words will never pass. Lies. God is just the product of man's imagination. God didn't create man, man created God. 
That's a lie. If God didn't create man, who did? Tell me. Who lit the sun and fixed it in the sky? James Weldon Johnson asked the question, who flung the stars to the most far corner of the night? Who rounded the earth in the middle of his hand? And then like a mammy bending over her baby, kneeled down in the dust, toiling over a lump of clay till he shaped it in his own image. Then into it he blew the breath of life and man became a living soul. I hear you, I get it, I hear you, I hear you. Pastor, no, that's all, that's all good, but there was a big bang. And that's how everything got started. Well, my problem is, even if there was a big bang, and I don't doubt it, because the Bible says when God speaks, it uproots the cedars of Lebanon and they skip like deer. Even if there was a big bang, who pull the trigger lies 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 and we we bought into the lie for a while lies white white people are stronger and smarter and superior to darker skinned people because of the curse on ham that's a lie there's no curse on us Christ redeemed us. He became the curse for us. As it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. And you do recognize, I'm sorry, I got to cut on cross here, that Jesus was hung on a tree, that he was hung up for our hang. You do recognize that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's the truth. And the truth always disturbs the lie. I'm almost done. The truth is always dangerous to the lie. And this world needs to hear the truth. Why do you think it was so important for some people in this country to keep the truth from you? And I'm not I'm I'm not even going there, but let me close with this. Let me let me close with this and I'll be done. I'm reminded of a true story, a story that's precious to us in this room right now because the truth is that effective January 1st, 1863, that, that was the truth. President Abraham Lincoln had declared 
through a document called the Emancipation Proclamation that all slaves in the Confederate States would be free from slavery. That was the truth. The truth is on June, uh, pardon me, on April 9th, 1865, Confederate General Robert E. Lee surrendered 28,000 troops to Union General Ulysses S. Grant at Appomattox Courthouse in Virginia, bringing the Civil War to a close. That was the truth. The truth The truth had missed an entire population of people. On June 18th, June 18th, in Galveston, Texas, slaves were busy still being slaves. They were still living like they were bound because they didn't know the truth. <laughs> they were still thinking that they were slaves because they hadn't heard the truth. They were still functioning as slaves because nobody told them the truth. Ah, but on June 19, 1865, there was a Union General Gordon Granger and he came riding into Galveston and he, all he had to do when he got there was to announce the truth and it changed their lives forever. All I'm trying to tell you, church, is the power that is in the truth. Your daughter is still out. I'm trying my, I'm not, I'm, I'm trying not to hoop. I'm trying not to tune. I don't want to go there today. I'm ready to go home. Listen, your daughter is still where she is because nobody has announced the truth. She hadn't, no, she hadn't heard it. Oh, you've said it. But she ain't heard it. Truth is, when he was hung up on the cross, he was hung up for your sins and mine. But there was nothing too bad, nothing too dirty. He took it all on the cross of Calvary. And the truth is, he purchased our salvation. The truth is, he purchased our freedom. The truth is, you're free. But we got to keep announcing the truth. Listen, listen. We listen, church. We gotta quit telling people, stop it or you're going to hell. That's not the truth. Ain't no kid of mine going to hell. Because the seed of the righteous shall be 
delivered. I got to speak the truth. Here's the truth. You're already free. You just don't know it. So used to living like a slave, you keep on living that way. But I came to tell you today that you are free. You got to keep announcing the truth. The gospel is good news. <laughs> the gospel is good news. Gotta keep announcing the truth. The truth is, you know what? You may not be able to set yourself free from it, but I know a man. <laughs> oh, the, the longer I live, the more I understand what Julia Howe wrote. <laughs> And she said, mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He has loosed the fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword and his it keeps on marching. The more I see, the more I get it. In the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea with a glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me as he died to make men holy. Let us die to make men free. His truth just keeps. And everybody ain't going to like it and some people are going to talk about you and some people are going to text about you and write things about you and everybody ain't going to be on your team and everybody's not going to sing your praises but church of the living God we got to keep singing and saying and preaching and teaching truth oh it feels good I'm done I, it feels good when when you know people and you people respect you and all that kind of stuff. This week I felt real good. I, uh, you know, I, with Ohio Baptist General Convention, we got a building project going on in uh, in Columbus. Five million dollar project we've got going on, uh, building some apartments, restoring the headquarters, and uh, and the project is up and underway. That's that's why I seem about seventy five percent grayer than. <laughs> And I had to go to Columbus this week so I could check on the project, so I could sign some papers. Uh, the, the city of Columbus is, is giving a half million dollars to this project. And I went and, I, and, I, and, 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 and my, my, my chest got all puffed out when, uh, when the, the other, our partner in the project, he, he, uh, this guy came driving by and stopped his truck and backed up and said, hey. And the guy was real proud to introduce, this is Pastor Sam Winston. He's the president of the Ohio Baptist General Convention. They're the ones doing this project. And he said, Reverend Winston, this is uh, so-and-so, and he is the president of Columbus City Council. I felt real proud, yeah. Good afternoon, sir, and thank you. Right? And then you go, and then I went and checked a message that wasn't meant for me but that was about me.
because he does have a way of letting that air out of the balloon, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm sure I wasn't supposed to see it. My wife asked me, what's wrong? I said, I don't want to tell you details because I don't want you to get mad at nobody. <laughs> but listen, the truth will not only make you some friends, it'll also make you some enemies. But we got to stick to the truth, all right? Come on, Minister Taro. The truth about the truth. Amen? The truth about truth. Jesus. The truth is that Jesus loves you, and he wants to be Lord and Savior of your life. So are you, if you are in the sanctuary today and you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, raise your hand right where you are, and one of the ushers will come and speak with you. If you're watching us virtually and you're not sure if you're saved or you would like to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior today, type us a message, send us an email, or even call us and someone will respond to you. Second call, if you have already accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and maybe you're looking for a new place to call your church home, well, this is the church that Jesus built, and you are welcome here at Mount Calvary. We need you and you need us, but most of all, God needs us for his kingdom. Amen? So if you're here in the sanctuary and you would like to join our congregation, just raise your hand right where you are. Once again, if you're watching us virtually and you've already been saved but you need a new church home, reach out to us and we will respond to you. Amen? So if you're saved and you know you're saved, say amen. Amen. At this time, we still give tithes and offerings. We just do it a little differently. So at the end of service, the deacons will be in the back waiting to receive your tithe and offering. Also, there is online giving. We have Givelify, tap, give, and you're done. Also, we have Cash App. Um, the address for the Cash App is dollar sign, capital M-T-C-A-L-M-B-C. We appreciate your generosity with your giving. Um, a couple of more announcements before we stand for the benediction. At the end of the benediction, we ask that you remain in your seat and the ushers will instruct you for dismissal. Also, there will be a video for Mountain Media at the end of service. So let's just tell the Lord, thank you for the truth. Amen. The truth is God's word. God's word is true. So thank you, Pastor Sam. At this time, will we stand for the benediction? Father God, we thank you for what our eyes have seen and what our ears have heard and what our hearts have received today. 
God, we thank you for the truth, God, the truth of your word, God. Father God, I ask you to bless each person that was here today, God. God, just let the, your word go forth, God. God, let us be a light for our community, God, a light for our families, God, and a light for this country, God, that your truth will go forward, God. Now unto him who was able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his throne with exceedingly joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. Let everyone say amen. contributions help to transform lives to reveal the glory of God's kingdom for your convenience you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone the cash app or if you're in the Dayton Ohio area you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown thank you for worshiping virtually with us today we look forward to being able to worship together in person soon until then in the words of Pastor Sam just live